Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey, Adam, welcome back to AB Conversations. How are you? Yes, doing great. How about you? Awesome. Oh, very well. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Yes. We are, um, we've crossed the one year anniversary of what was the, the bottom of the market. So we're a year now removed, hard to believe, COVID-19 yeah. effects. Um, we thought it'd be a great podcast to kind of just reflect a little bit, right? One year later, what are the lessons that we've, we either learned or as we'll kind of focus on today, some of it's just we were reminded of, we relearned. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to stick to like the obvious stuff, right? Technology works. It's good to have work-life balance, right? Hugs are great. We wanted to focus more on the, the financial side. So go with me down this, uh, walk through memory lane here. Let's maybe start with some of the investment stuff. What are the things we relearned over the last year? Yeah, I think the most obvious, uh, again, a year later, and even actually this, this happened a heck of a lot sooner than a year, but it's the don't panic. When it comes to investments, making decisions at incredibly emotional and volatile times may lead to some decisions that you may regret at some point in the future. So it, it for us, it just kind of reinforced the fundamentals, right? Yeah. S- stay diversified, stick to your plan, the three bucket theory that we preach of have enough cash, bond exposure, stock exposure for your specific situation, right? It's different for everybody, but yep. that should allow you to ride out periods of extreme volatility and allow you to, to get to the other side of that when things feel a little bit more calm and yeah. normal. Yeah. Markets don't always have to make sense to us, right? The economy's right. not the market. Um, yep. We learned the lesson again. It's a little bit more... Um, more than just the fundamentals, but don't fight the Fed, right? Um, there were mechanisms that came into play that you know maybe people weren't anticipating. So yeah, I think when it comes to investing, don't time things, we learned that. And as quickly as things went down, things came back up. So have a plan and stick to it. Yep, yep. But let's, let's move then to maybe the, the nature of our work. You know, investments are important, but I think we relearned some really important financial planning fundamentals too. So I know I've got a little bit of a checklist. Let me throw it to you first. Anything fall into that camp? I think the the biggest thing for me was, uh, and I don't want to step on your toes, but I I think it just reinforced the, if there are open items, even if they are just the fundamentals, like we talk about, it's, do you have the right amount of life insurance? Do you have your estate documents done? Like just the simple things that let's be fair, aren't the fun things to do when it comes yeah. to financial planning. Not that anything in financial planning is fun for everybody, but th- those are just the, the items that are just check the box, just get it done. And in times of volatility and the unknowns of pandemic world, just your own financial situation, just get them done. You can just set that aside and be done with it. Yeah, it almost reminds me of conversations that you've, we've had in the past with people that, you know, well, you know, that won't happen or, or this, this won't happen. You have a cash reserve for things that are really unpredictable, right? 
Um, yeah. And you think about the number of people that were unemployed pretty quickly, True. right? A really dramatic time. Now, even if you weren't unemployed, were you needing to take some sort of leave because you're homeschooling kids now? Yeah. Um, and before <laughs> you even know what are going to be the uh, the rules of the game or how is unemployment really going to be supported or how is my employer going to view these things, that panic hopefully is not there if you know you have this cash reserve or something that you can lean on. So even if it wasn't the predictable, even if it's not just yeah. us kind of throwing it in your face, you need to have three to six months, whatever it is, be okay building a cushion before you've you know bought the next toy or you know socked it away into a retirement account that you can't access. Yeah, I think that that point on cash reserve is is such an important one because I mean again, we it's it's fundam, fundamental to us that you should have again, depending on your situation, 3 to 6 months of of your expenses kind of in a safe cash position. And we often get asked the question of, well, do I really need 6 months? Can I just do 3 months? Can I invest the rest of it? Like if I don't need it, I don't think I need it. Can I can I put it in something that's going to grow yeah. and it's it's not the set your words, not mine. It's not the sexy thing to do is just to have a bunch of cash in the bank. But yeah, when all of these things just kind of just get flopped on your lap in March of 2020 of like life as most of us knew it changed, right? Whether you're now working from home and you hadn't before, which certainly my circumstance. Yeah. Homeschooling kids. I know for my family, that meant desks for the kids and chairs and just technology and equipment. Yeah. yeah. In, yeah. in those times when just stuff hits the fan and you need to react and pivot quickly. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to have to feel like that's another added stressor of now, how am I going to do these things financially? I would bring to light then too, um, when we talk about financial planning, things relearned, you know, there, there are, there are times to be opportunistic and I'm not just talking about, yeah, if you add some excess cash reserve, boy, it would have been great. Or, or I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that looked at, at the end of March and went, this is a great buying opportunity. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't have cash to put to work from an investment standpoint, those dips are an opportunity to maybe contribute a little bit more to your retirement account or an IRA. Or we even went through the process with some people, if it's in, if it's in your plan in the future to maybe convert some taxable dollars into tax-free dollars, man, what a great opportunity a down market is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's one thing that's always kind of on our, on our radar, but the, the swiftness of just how fast the market fell in that short period of time, I think, and then conversely, how, how quick it rebounded. Sometimes a a lot of those decisions, you didn't have the time to really make it if they are those bigger picture decisions. But now for us, I know in my head, it's, in the future, if it's not a 30% drawdown, maybe it's 10%. If we're getting some, you know, that a 10% correction is pretty normal, right? That happens every 18 months. If And, yeah, and yeah. recently that feels like it may have happened more frequently than that, but use those as the small opportunities to just take advantage. If you're going to do these things anyway, it may present a slightly better opportunity to do them. And I, again, for me, yeah. it's, not feeling like you have to time the bottom or time the top and let's get it perfectly correct. But something is better than nothing. And if it's a, a little bit lower than when it was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and that means I can convert yep. more into my Roth yep. IRA, that's a good thing. Yeah. So I, we, 
I want to bring that back up because it now, to your point, we don't want people to look at these drawdowns in the market as such a horrible thing. Nobody likes to lose money, but it is, mm -hmm. it is to say there are things that I can do that now may counteract some of that negativity that if I got money now into a Roth IRA and that rebound is all in a tax-free spot, this is a good thing. So yeah, yeah, just to go down that list again, cash reserves are important. Get those insurance and, and estate documents in order. I mean, hate to feel that man, this pandemic could have been a, a really negative situation for some people health-wise. You know, yeah. we hope a lot of the people listening out there that, you know, you didn't lose a loved one. We know that that happened for a lot of people, but if yeah. you were in that age bracket or had a condition and you were fearful of, of health and for good reason, man, to not have these documents in order just made it all the more stressful. To your point, right. let's get them done. And then let's think opportunistically with financial planning. Yeah, and, and I think that as just the theme is is slightly changing the narrative a little bit. And, and that's that's often easier said than done, at least in our experience with clients of just trying to turn that conversation a little bit from yes, the market is down to you know feeling like we're doing some sort of damage control or just I have to I have to just tune out the noise and just focus on not paying attention, which it's kind of an oxymoron, but yeah, turning that now into a potential positive, that's something that you can control. Here's something that you can do, even if it's mm -hmm. something relatively minor, but that to see those negative events as actually a positive in the short term, because historically these things happen. We see market volatility. It's always rebounded. It may have taken longer over certain periods of time, but as long as you are Again, following the fundamentals of, of the planning process and have the building blocks in place, yep. it shouldn't it shouldn't be a catastrophic impact to your plan where those what we're calling emergencies may actually be opportunities at the same time. Yeah. So then I I would move towards the the last kind of category, I think, of financial things. And, and maybe I need to clarify this as financial, but you know, if our theme is aligning people's values, vision, and wealth, here we are talking about the wealth stuff. Let's focus on the values and the vision. I'm, I'm going to be an optimist for people. I would hope that there were um, other financial benefits, um, mental and health benefits that kind of came out of this COVID-19. Maybe it was that work from home environment meant spending more time with my kids or flexibility of my time to, to work mm -hmm. out more. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. people got rid of stuff. I mean, I, I thought I had read that there was a surge in donations Right, yeah. because you kind of looked around the room and you're like, man, we don't even use half this stuff. Um, so I hope people could also kind of learn what mattered most and you know reconnect with people in a different way. The whole point that I want to make is we certainly see that people make their best decisions when they kind of have peace of mind or, or clarity of mind. You know, so seek that balance. It's not just the financial side of things, but always try to put yourself in a spot where you know stress and anxiety doesn't lead you to a worse financial decision. Yeah. And I think uh, you said that very well. And, and that was one thing when we were talking about this earlier, that just was a great point to make of, and we talk about it all the time when it comes to financial planning of, of have, have that plan in place in a much calmer time. That doesn't right. mean that a March of 2020 happens and you don't have that plan. Well, let's still get that in place, but theoretically yeah. you could do that in a calmer time so that when things happen, because we inevitably, they will, that yeah, you're making decisions or at least leaning on the building blocks that you've already put in place that you're just essentially following the script at that point. 
If mm -hmm. A, then B, and not just complete, you know, wide open wilderness of unknowns and what, what should I be doing? Yeah, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. And if we are kind of packaging that all as lessons that we hope were relearned, then, you know, to the listening audience that has a plan, right? This is, this is why you have the plan to the listening audience that doesn't, you know, let's use last year as a really good example of why getting one is a, it's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It, it, a lot of it, maybe we've said this on other podcasts, a lot of the financial planning process is truly just let's review the fundamentals, make sure those boxes are checked. And then as there are bigger discussions, bigger decisions to be made, then you can build off of that. But yeah, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. Well said. So if there are questions, reach out. We're here. That's right. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Another one in the books. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.